Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. A few days ago, I shared that the ANS Maxis was a free mint and it had a 0% royalty. Now, this is something that I did not really expect to pick up steam. However, this is the new thing. It seems to be a trend now. 0% royalties. Going forward, this seems to be like the new thing. This is the season of the 0% royalties. Today, I want to share why this is a trend that I have no intention of jumping on or really taking part in because there's just so much wrong with the model. So all of this came on my radar when I hopped into a space and people were arguing about the 0% royalties. Some people were in favor of it saying that this is definitely the way it should be because royalties and commissions and all of that stuff is a very centralized model. It's an old way of thinking and paying commissions for things that you already own or to purchase something is like a tax and all sorts of things. So they're going back and forth. And of course, it came to the whole point of, well, what about the artists? They're putting this stuff out. Sometimes they're for free or they're a low mint. And this is not taking the starving out of the starving artist. That was one of the wonderful things of the space. And the 0% royalties is going to eliminate that. Then, of course, the debate starts going back and forth, saying that the blockchain and NFTs were not made for art. Art basically intruded on the technology and came as an afterthought. So they feel no remorse as far as artists not getting any royalties or anything of that nature. Now, the whole argument going back and forth, you can almost see both sides and it really depends on how you're looking at this technology and what value you're buying these nfts for however i want to bring up something there is this service with twitter called twitter blue that is how you get the nft pictures you know the hexagon where you have the verified nfts and there's other features for example my favorite feature with it happens to be the reader mode so when someone has a thread you can click reader mode and you can read it as if it was a blog post or an article in my opinion that alone is worth the fee for the twitter blue because it's just so much more aesthetically pleasing to the eye and it just makes reading a long thread just that much more enjoyable and simple because I like to read a lot of long threads, especially when they're going into all the blockchain stuff and that just makes it just great for me. But anyways, going back to the whole thing, there's a bunch of people that are saying that Twitter has no right for doing this. This is just a scam. I can't believe they're offering this feature at a fee. Why can't they just integrate this into the app? And it was like the biggest uproar when the thing first rolled out. And the thing was very laughable to me because it's like, they don't want a for-profit company to make a profit. The thing at launch was $2.99. Granted, at that time, everything on Twitter, for the most part, all the features that we were using in Web3 was completely free. But in comparison to the gas fees that we were paying on ETH during that time, one transaction could easily run you $70, $100. So $2, $3 a month is just absolutely laughable that people are complaining about that. And it really comes to the whole thing of just people not really want to pay for things. And I think of even, for example, my wife has a salon and when it came to installing air conditioning and people didn't necessarily want to pay for the air conditioning fee, it's going to have a massive installation fee. It's going to have more electric bills and everything. And all the tenants that were renting the chairs had an issue with that. So I was like, okay, that's pretty laughable that 
This is going to make the work environment more comfortable. It's going to increase the value. They can raise their prices because their clients are going to be more happy. Yet this small incremental fee just to cover the cost of the added expense was an issue. And that's what I think of with this whole thing. We're trying to escape these royalties and what have you. It's trying to miss the whole thing. And it's almost like the same thing where these people that want everything from the government but don't want to pay taxes. Or on the other hand, people that want to run the government by giving out everything and then they're promising not to raise taxes. Well, how is that supposed to be sustainable? That is very short thinking. So either side of that argument, whether the side that just wants everything for free and not pay the taxes or the side that is promising everything and not going to raise any taxes to pay for everything, it's like they're not thinking long term at all. It is going to crash and burn. It is not sustainable. And that is the whole thing with these projects, with the 0% royalties. And these 0% royalties is not going to support the longevity of that project. And when this whole space really launched, any kind of project, especially with these PFP projects, when they launched and they had a 0% royalty, it was almost guaranteed that it was a rug pull because they had no foresight for the future. You didn't know what was going to come from this. And anytime I saw a 0% royalty, I stayed far away from it. And many times it did turn out to be a rug pull. It was just an afterthought. They were throwing up the NFT, rushing to get it because during that time, literally anything that you threw on the blockchain was minting out and people were making millions of dollars overnight. And sometimes they rushed it so much that they didn't put in a royalty. And probably the most famous one, the most successful project that originally didn't have a royalty was the Fame Lady Squad. Now that was launched as the first female team. The PFPs were all females and what have you. Well, it turns out that there were a bunch of Russian guys that were faking this whole narrative and what have you, and they just wanted to be the first one, and that was the whole thing. They launched multiple projects, made lots of money. However, they ended up turning it over to the community and what have you, but the original contract had a 0% royalty. Obviously, they had no intentions of building this thing out, trying to sustain the community or fulfill the roadmap or anything. They just wanted the mint money and they would have rode off into the sunset if it was not for that team requesting the contract and starting everything. Now, they did not get the mint funds, the original mint funds. However, they were able to then rework the contract and then get royalties worked into that to sustain the project and all of these things. But just to show you that having a team running a Discord, having services, whatever that they're trying to fulfill or whatever it might be, is going to take money. And in the sense of artists, right? A lot of people are saying that who cares about the artists? They should know that's what they're working with. This is how the culture is in Web3 and all that stuff. Some very cold-hearted things are being said. But let's not forget that some of these artists are killing what they eat, meaning that as they're selling this art, it is to pay bills. They're not just stacking up ETH and they're investing this saying, this is going to be worth so much money in the long term. No, they're selling their art on the blockchain and they're cashing out into US dollars and they're paying their bills with it. They're feeding their family. They're doing real world things. So in that sense, this is not just a project holding tokens for the future. This is a real world person that has real world bills. Just thinking of, let's say, an artist that is on the street that is painting and selling the art. Now, people make the argument, well, that person is never going to get any royalties or residuals or anything of that nature. And yes, that is true. But if you're a true patron of the arts, you'll also understand and admit that there is a huge problem with an artist selling something on the street for $10 and it turns around and sells for $100 million and that artist doesn't even get a penny of that, right? Something is definitely wrong and broken with that system. And if you don't see anything wrong with that, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Yes, you can make the argument that yes, that person was happy with that $10 because it got them the meal for the day. But knowing that someone is making massive, massive amounts of money off of the original project and 
work of art and not doing anything to benefit that artist, to me, there's just something wrong with that model. But now with these 0% royalties, right, the only way that a project can sustain anything with a 0% royalty is if they have a token that is specific to that uh, project, right? They have their own coin or they're doing something, holding back some of the stock as far as what they're uh, minting out. Let's say they hold back 10% of it, like what Goblin Town did or something of that nature. But yes, Goblin Town actually did have a royalty. But what I mean is these projects now, if their only option is to sell NFTs or issue a token, well, then it gets really dependent on on what that token is valued. So let's look at what happened in the, the whole Luna ecosystem, right? As we know, that whole thing collapsed and it was all because the whole ecosystem was built on the fact that the value of Luna was going to go up. And as soon as Luna starts to go down, well, that's when all the loans and everything started to fall apart because everything was banking on the value of Luna going up over time. That's what brought down Voyager, Celsius, and multiple other ones that were all interconnected and woven into this. A lot of people were saying, well, hey, Luna was reckless. Let that go down. Not realizing that they had their funds on platforms such as Voyager that were also invested into that whole thing and it brought the whole thing down. Reason being which is not a sustainable business model. So with a 0% royalty, it's almost encouraging projects to adopt some sort of riskiness or some sort of rogue way of doing business to fund their growth by adopting some of these things that we saw did not work. And one thing is very true, and it has been said my entire life, and I'm sure uh, it will be said for generations beyond my lifetime, is that cash is king. Now, a lot of people will just throw that around as like it is some sort of bragging rights, like they heard some rappers or some rock stars on MTV back in the day say that, if you remember MTV Cribs. But anyways, what I actually mean is cash is king in the sense that when everything is in free fall, like we're seeing in a bear market right now, someone with cash has the ability to scoop things up and has a lot of freedom and can really buy some distressed assets, meaning people that are panicked, trying to sell it, maybe they're underwater, they owe a lot of money, they're going to unload it for just fractions of what it's really worth in theory. Of course, something is only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. But if you have the liquidity, you have the free cash, you're able to buy that up and sit on it for a little bit once the market stabilizes and goes back up. Those are the people that make a lot of money in the killing. So for example, when the housing market crashed back in 2008, a lot of people don't even realize this, but Berkshire Hathaway, which was you know the big Warren Buffett company, they were buying up all these real estate brokerages. They were buying up all this land and they were massively investing into trailer parks. Yes, trailer parks. So Tons and tons and tons of trailer park homes and real estate brokerages were all consolidated under Berkshire Hathaway. Why? Because people were unloading that stuff at pennies on the dollar in order to just salvage whatever it is that they're trying to do. So in the case of this whole bear market, things are falling and people are in panic mode. The stock market's falling. They're calling for a recession. There's war going on. There's so many other things and factors outside of this whole Web3 space that are affecting people's emotions and how they're spending their money, investing, and what have you. When things are falling, having cash is always a good thing. So... Going back to this whole thing with the royalties now, a project that has some cash reserves has the ability, and when I say cash, I'm also speaking about Ether, whatever cryptocurrency, Sol, Wax, Tezos, Polygon, or I should say Matic, whatever it is that the project is storing, right? They're going to fund and do their things, whether it be buying other assets or paying a team or whatever it is. So holding all of those funds is a good thing, and that's the same thing as the whole cash is king. As opposed to, well, now we have to figure out how we're going to generate some money as to, let's say, selling off some of the NFTs, which is going to further sell down the floor price as they uh, dump 
volume onto the market or they're going to do some other risky things and uh, who knows what all the shenanigans that we've seen in the years i mean they're just very creative on how uh, they can quickly make some money and those things are very short-lived but going back to the whole thing a business really wants cash flow cash flow is funds coming in and out as far as they want control as to in theory have more coming in than what's going out and also knowing that you have a steady growing positive cash flow allows for expansion. And I can even think of down here, we build our businesses and everything as far as not even taking out a loan necessarily. We're using the cash flow from the business to pay for everything as we're building it little by little. And it's a very different way of thinking things, especially compared to in the States and a lot of markets where you just take out a loan and just do everything very quickly. And, you know, 0% loans or very low interest rates, whatever we're seeing for the last few years was the norm. But in industrial or developing countries, I should say, such as Jamaica, well, you're going to use your cash flow a little bit more than you're going to use your loans unless you're a massive like hotel chain or something putting down a massive resort. Generally speaking, people use their cash flow to expand their business. And that was how it really was in even the United States, let's say 50 or 100 years ago. Of late, with all these low interest rates and it's almost reckless to sit on cash is where all this stuff came in. And that is why even with Luna and everything, those astronomical numbers of returns that they were promising people. And that's why they didn't want to sit on the ETH or sit on the cash. They wanted to get into something that was supposed to uh, return some ridiculous amount. And with 0% royalties, you're going to see some very reckless behavior in order to keep a project going. Or maybe they had no intentions of keeping that project going. It was going to be a short-lived thing that was going to just crash anyways. And it was just fun. Put it up on the blockchain, move on to the next thing. I don't know. So without the revenue coming in, the only other way to really capitalize on that without doing shenanigans or anything of that nature is to just uh, capitalize on the IP, the popularity of that brand. But if you could pay your bills and likes on social media, then I'd be a millionaire. I would be still on Facebook collecting all the likes that I was doing with that. However, you can't pay your bills in that. So in order for artists and projects who really get their projects and ideas rolling, they're going to need some sort of way to generate funds. And even the social good aspect, a lot of these projects have charities, whether it is for saving animals, the environment, you name it. There's all sorts of other things that people are funding through these projects. How is that going to be paid for? So royalties are literally building the future, right? A 0% royalty almost ensures that there's no future for that project. And it's just going to be fun. A free plus 0% royalty mint is really just purely for DGENs. That is something that is purely speculation, trying not to be the last one holding the bag and get out before it all crashes down. That's what that game is all about. But on the flip side, as far as putting on my marketing hat and say, okay, well, what is one way this could possibly work? What good could possibly come out of this? The likes aren't going to pay the bill. And I really started to brainstorm and think. And because, you know, I truly want to just not just give the negative side of everything to say, oh, this is bad. This is why I don't think this is going to work. And this is a terrible idea. So I said to myself, okay, if this was going to work, what would it look like? And the only thing that I could possibly think of something, a project to benefit from a free mint and a 0% royalty is to basically do a theory that I came out with when LimeWire and Kazai and Napster and everything had all the free music just flooding the airways. I remember sitting and speaking with my friends because they were saying the music industry is dead. 
these artists are never going to make money ever again and everything's going to just stop. You know, people are going to stop singing, producing, making beats, all that stuff. And I said, no, I doubt it very much because my friends that are pretty much working for free, they make beats and songs all the time just because they love doing it. And sure, maybe they hope that they're eventually going to do it. But at that time, I was like, well, you know what? Artists are going to make monies in one of two ways. Either A, they're going to go on tour and concerts, so they're going to make money there. Or B, they're going to do some brand deal. So I said, if I were an artist and people were putting all of my things out for free and I was not making any money, how would I do this? I would do is just try to ride off the coattail of all the popularity. I'd try to put out as much music as I possibly could and then get some brand deals. And that was sort of uh, around the time I was in college, I believe, when that I came up with that whole idea, maybe the end of high school. And then all of a sudden, if you remember all the music videos with the beats headphones and the speakers that were starting up on there a few years after that things like that happened a lot of people don't know those artists are actually paid to feature beat speakers and everything in their music videos there is no other reason why they have the beats at the beginning that is how the music starts playing other than the fact that beats knows that if they're in a video of a popular artist that is having millions and millions of streams or plays on youtube or wherever that is going to make their products more desirable so they were actually paying the artist and I call this the Lil Wayne theory because I don't think any artist did this any better than Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was putting out music literally, it seemed like, every day. It was a new song or a new album. And this guy started when he was like 12, 13, something really young like that because I was in middle school just like him. I can't believe that we are pretty much the same age. But Lil Wayne put out so much music and most of it was downloaded for free on the internet or was being pushed on the streets via mixtapes. And... His popularity just soared through the roof. He was getting paid for features. Then after that, then he was doing concerts. His brand has was bigger than ever. He was featured with a whole bunch of projects and product placements and you name it. So yeah, like people like that who just kept grinding, kept working. Yeah, they'll figure out a way. But Lil Wayne is like one in a million, one in a billion. The majority of artists just suffered through that whole thing and really have never recovered. So unless a brand is very savvy and able to leverage the popularity of this and turn it into dollars in one way or another with their marketing hat and all of that, I think it is a reckless decision. And I don't think it is a good idea for any project to just jump on this trend because yes, that is what's hot right now, 0%. Think of the ramifications of that. How's your project going to grow? And a lot of these projects don't really have business-minded people. They're either coders, artists, musicians, or whatever you want to call them, depending on the type of project it is. And they never really built out a business model. But if someone is starting from the business side of things, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, they're not going to go with a free plus 0%. It just does not make sense business-wise. However, if there is someone in that 0.01% that figures how to monetize this thing, well, kudos to them. They're going to figure out how to make money regardless. And yeah, that is awesome. Good for them. But generally speaking, as a trend, I don't think it's something that really I want to hop into. And I have no intentions of buying any of these NFTs, no matter how popular it gets on Icy Tools and people are tweeting about this and influencers and everything. I think it is just the greater fool theory, which basically means that as long as you believe that there's another fool out there to pay more than what you have, then keep buying it and reselling it and you'll make money. But eventually, there's going to be the last fool. And that is a lot of criticism that we're getting in the NFT space. And I think this whole 0% thing is only going to add fuel to that. So if you do decide to hop into one of these 0% royalty projects, I say good luck to you. Hopefully you love the art. And I'm just going to quote <laughs> Gary V. 99% of these projects are going to zero. And I don't mean royalties, 
So either it's going to end up in that hide tab in your wallet, or if you love the art, it does not matter. So with that said, I gave sort of both sides, tried not to be entirely negative through the whole thing, but are there any 0% royalty projects out there that you're interested in that you think I should take a look into? Feel free to shoot me a line over at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Love to hear the other side. And if you really care, give me a reason as to why you think this is something that can have lasting power that will be here for the long run. With that said, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.